If you're looking for a clean, sober, professional, academic, well-researched, historically accurate, generally accurate, serious podcast on Southern folklore, ghosts, bizarre events, and unique people, this podcast is not for you. However, if you've decided you can live with that, then join us for The Strange South. Started it in Denver and haven't stopped. Vaseline. Oh my yeah. God. Put it Vaseline all over your face, on, on my lips, face. Hands. I've been doing it since Me too. November. It's good. It's like great, my isn't it? Eyebrows, like my eyebrows get like really flaky yep. and stuff. I so get it across here. People I use it to it. shape their eyebrows. There. And I do like my lips just right. I mean, t- straight over. up yep. out of the jar every night and Petroleum. every morning. And look how beautiful my Petroleum. skin looks. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> All right, now then. <laughs> All right, now then. <laughs> I'm so sudden. <laughs> Love it. I've been listening to Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Oh, oh that's right. Lovely. That's mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of real slow. Mm-hmm. Southern that's South dialect Carolina. in there. Yeah. Savannah. 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 That is that was pretty good. That was uh, good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We call well, that old Southern. Well, when we went to Savannah just a couple of weeks ago, we went to the Mercer Williams house, which mm-hmm. is what the book is about, John uh, Jim Williams and mm-hmm. the Mercer house. So, and we actually I had to re-listen to oh, it. I didn't talk about this, I don't think, on the show because she wasn't here. But one of the things that they talked about constantly at the Mercer Williams house was the number of different movies that have been filmed there. Yeah, and one of them was uh, was it Swamp Thing Two? Mm. Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing or The Thing? The Thing. The Thing One and The Thing Returns. And it was it the had thing? like Heather Locklear or some shit in it. And it was like this random. I was like, we have to put this on our list of things we, we have to watch. Because they were filmed in like yeah, they were the also thing. they were also filmed The Thing Two or The Thing Returns was filmed like in the area of the uh house that you actually don't get to see in your tours or anything like that. Anyway. Okay. So Interesting. Anyway. I think it's the thing. Well, the thing was like a really good sci-fi movie. Maybe it was the swamp thing then. <laughs> swamp thing was a little more kitschy. Kitschy might be what and we're going southern at here because the thing okay, was, it in was the Antarctica. Thing. Mm-hmm. Antarctica. Thing. There was no. There was no. no definitely swamp you're right, thing. It was the swamp thing. Yeah. And, and then the, the I second. I actually one. liked the first swamp thing. But the other one was Glory. Besides the oh, movie, Glory was the non Swamp Thing movie that he with kept Denzel on Denzel Washington, up. and then of course the movie Midnight mm-hmm. in the Garden of Good and Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. The All house right. is Sorry. gorgeous. Sorry. Gorgeous. 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 Uh-huh. Oh, you did it. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even try to do that. That was Cheers. beautiful. <laughs> Cheers. We're all going to practice our old lady Southern. <laughs> We're going to New Orleans. <laughs> right. No, you didn't say that right there. <laughs> what did you say then? She just gave me a look. You don't say Nolans. You don't say, no, that's what they say in the movies. <laughs> Nolans. You going to go to New Orleans. Do you want more Strange South every week? We can help. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can join our Facebook fan group, Fans of the Strange South Podcast, to keep the chat going with our whole creepy community. Do you have a story idea for us or a story of your own to share? 
email us at stories at thestrangesouth.com. Plus, if you join our Patreon, you not only help support the podcast, you get an exclusive bonus episode for every show and a discount on merch. You can find links to all of these things on our website, thestrangesouth.com, along with photos, links, and show notes from every episode, Strange South t-shirts, mugs, and other goodies. See you there. All right, go ahead. You can go now. (laughs) Thank you. Done talking. I missed y'all. Sorry. (laughs) Interesting that we're talking about the swamp thing. (gasps) No, don't get too excited. (laughs) Because it's sci-fi, right? Unless you're a skipper and you don't know anything about us, then just skip. We're not talking to you. Achievement of a ship. Captain, are you a Gilligan or are you a skipper? Are you... Mr. Howe, all right? <laughs> so if you're a skipper, uh, just go and skip. Are you a skipper? Oh, Start skip. now, right? Skip but on. I've talked about how, like, the horror movies and the sci-fi movies of my youth have really, like, made an impression and started me down, like, this road of, like, reading all the Stephen King and reading... Um, and honestly, I didn't start reading sci-fi until I was a little bit older, but, you know... All of these things that caused me to like be terrified and traumatized <laughs> as a child that really shaped my adulthood. Uh, one of those things, uh, besides Salem's Lot, Marleya's favorite uh, TV show, <laughs> miniseries, miniseries. Thank <laughs> you. I like the book though. Was the invasion of the body snatchers? Oh, did y'all watch that? I've never Mm-mm. seen it. No. So the 1978 invasion of the body snatchers was like another movie that I saw as a child that scared and scarred me in a good way and had me questioning the people that I had was in contact oh my God. with every single day because it's the idea of like pod people. Mm-hmm. It's like plants aliens taking over the people that are around you that look like the people around you that act somewhat like the people around you but actually really want you to be another pod person which is like the the fodder of all conspiracy theorists through all time right yeah it's the lizard people yeah like that's the big one now right it was in uh i think they had it i think that's what they were playing um at midnight showing in um gremlins i think billy and the little mogwai were watching mm. uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. Which the 70s version was actually a remake of the original 1950s version. And, you know, a lot of the remakes in the 70s were from, you know, of sci-fi stuff was from the 50s. And it's because it was right after World War II and we had dropped the atomic bomb, which kind of, besides doing horrific things to uh, Japan, it... um kind of blew everybody's mind mm-hmm. um in the u.s and after that after the war stopped because of the bomb uh we went into kind of this atomic age where like the future is now and and that's where we get you know these what ifs these sci-fis like the blob you know um invasion of the body snatchers and and all the different um sci-fi and horror things that come out you know uh, godzilla you know the things mm-hmm. you know as, as far as like uh, radioactive things change ninja turtles you know all, all, all of that all of that so it's, it was kind of like the great what if and looking outside of ourselves. and then you know just like maybe 10 years or so after that we went to the moon 
you know, mm. kind of deal. Wow. Yeah. I've never actually heard those two things referenced like together, but that was a really short amount of time between those things. It really no was. No wonder people were so fucked up about it. Yeah. I mean, people were actually thinking that. So from what year to, so, to 69, 68? Well, it was just 20 years from, yeah. you know, uh, 49, wasn't it 49 or so when the war ended? I think I was going to say 49. 45. Was it 45? Five. Yeah. But still, with you know, in a generation, but that's a really short amount of time between like realizing that you can eradicate entire Mm -hmm. countries of people at once, atomic bombs, and and then fly to the moon, fly to the moon, and it's like holy shit, nothing we ever believed is real anymore. In a generation, right? Absolutely, the forties to the sixties, yeah, yeah. I mean, huge. No wonder we're all fucked up. So anyway, so the invasion of the body snatchers, again, scared the shit out of me. Like I, again, cocooned myself into my bed. So not only like a pod person, like a pod person. (laughs) So pod people couldn't get at me and like wrap their tentacle (laughs) vines around me and go up my nose and inhabit my brain. This is the things that honestly, I kind of still think about sometimes. Well, yeah. You know, and we were talking about The Last of Uh Us, you know, the whole fungus um, infection, zombie apocalypse. I mean, it all like it all leads us to here. Right. I hate the opening scene because it's the opening scene was just scientists in like 70s suits sitting at a talk show talking about the fact that all you needed was a couple of degrees of warmth. Yes. For these fungi that had like destroyed it... cicadas and ants and all that kind of shit and turned them into zombies. Make it too relatable. To live inside the human body. And I was like, oh, fuck. Right? <laughs> that is your nightmare. Yes. And, and all of these things. Yeah. It's it's like it it could possibly that's why happen. for real it was just like oh and my it's, god it's the whole thing about the thing too so the thing is is this alien that gets uh you know uh found in the arctic and oh. thawed and and it's again global warming well because that's how they're finding like age-old viruses in right. the, the ice caps mm-hmm. and the glaciers that are thawing now because of global warming right so yeah all of this thing and we've been through the pandemic you know so we know that you know how our fucked up reaction to things are so uh, you so know, our grandparents is us now it, yeah and if not you know more so kind of Uh-oh, yeah we should watch out we should we're going to start shaking our cane at people now. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Give me a cane to shake at people. So body snatchers. Start thinking about that. Skinwalkers. Uh, goat men. God, the mimics. Mimic changelings, changelings, and doppelgangers. Doppelgangers. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about doppelgangers that seems doppelgangers. like that's a very x-files kind of topic i think yeah yeah uh and it's not a new idea i mean all of these things like there's tons of stories about a, a double a body double throughout ancient history and everything and um i wish i could say the, the body snatchers just popped into my brain but actually i was on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> oh lord and I don't know what it is about. I mean, TikTok is is the worst rabbit hole you could absolutely go down. Mm-hmm. And something, and I, I hate TikTok, and I love TikTok. <laughs> 
But every time I like go to the TikTok app, it like always blares something obnoxious at me. It's like you can't get the sound to turn down. So it's like you can't subtly open TikTok when you're like in a meeting or anything like that because it's going to call you out. Right. <laughs> so I was on TikTok and this video came up of this lady called the Tiffinator 7. Mm. Well, it was just Tiffinator 7, not the, but Tiffinator 7, which makes me giggle a little bit. And mm. it's this lady from Tennessee, strong Southern accent, mm-hmm. Appalachian Southern accent. Mm-hmm. And she's telling the story. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a little bit of the story because it's, it's pretty relevant and what got me down this rabbit hole. But she said that she had a friend and she talks about the paranormal because a lot of things happen to her a lot. And it's just her face in the screen telling you this story in this Appalachian accent that you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. (laughs) Absolutely. So she's telling the story about her friend who has a little sister. And that day they were off the school and her her mom took her little sister to the doctor because I think she wasn't feeling well or anything. And her friend stayed home and she was like 12 or something like that. She's in there in her room and um, she hears something and she goes into her little sister's room and sitting in a little sister's room is her sister with her back to the door. And she was like, what are you doing home? I thought you went with mom kind of deal. And, you know, the little sister didn't say anything to her. It really kind of freaked her out because she's like, I know my little sister went with my mom to the doctor. And so she runs back into her room and she locks the door until her mom gets home. (gasps) And so her mom and little sister finally come home and, you know, she comes out and she looks at them and she's like terrified. She's like, you know, so scared. And she tells them what happened. She's like, "Uh, y'all had left and I heard something like some giggling or something. And I went into her little sister's room and I was like, and she was sitting there uh, with the back turned to the door and everything. And her little sister goes, she's like, oh, don't worry. Don't be scared. She's like, sometimes I see me, too. Ah! Uh, I know, right? <laughs> so I was like, holy fuck. That is so scary. So <laughs> that got me thinking about, like, you know, mimics and um, doppelgangers. And I started doing, like, some Google searching on mimics. And everything that I tried to pull up on a mimic was either D&D. Oh. Or it was like, you know go pray to jesus like it was very like if you had god this would not happen to you kind of deal and god was, decrees there is only one of every person right <laughs> and it was very like i couldn't get past the religious comebacks that's for, so weird i know for all of this <laughs> like people asking about mimics and stuff because you know mimics are supposedly demons and they're like well if you know the lord and demon blah and i just like phased out i just like, just okay. like in church <laughs> that's, that's not yeah, that's right I I like, where's your peppermint <laughs> okay i was thinking like that's a sh- that's a scary story mimics okay i'd look for that D or <laughs> the church you know not really giving me the church of D. the <laughs> church of D, which is a thing let's make that a thing it's a thing right but the DNT also kind of made me laugh a little bit. We so need like a southern D&D branch. 
like we need to make you know southern bohags characters yeah yeah, (laughs) three-legged ladies and you know hugging mollies and Mm, and all of that stuff you are you writing that down down. we want 10 percent y'all this This is our idea intellectual property right now (laughs) also if you are interested which you should be because this is the strange south and you're listening to us uh if you have not checked out Stacy Williams Ing's uh, Southern Oracle deck, it is amazing. It's like a beautiful. tarot. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's tarot cards, all with Southern themes. She's from Memphis. And um, if you want to check her out, it's the SouthernGothicOracle.com. It is really nice stuff. And um, it's a nice Southern collect. Tatia Southern collection. <laughs> Southern Gothic collection. <laughs> We're not going to talk about mimics. We're going to talk about doppelgangers okay. because it's kind of in the family. I was going to say, I'm not really sure I understand the difference. So, yeah, there's really not much other than that mimics are supposed to be demons. Doppelgangers can be demon esque, but we'll talk about we'll talk about what defines a doppelganger. It's a cool looking word, first of all. Yeah, so I love it. Got the two little dots above the yeah. A <laughs> that I could never find on the tie. I have to copy and paste because I don't know where that lives in my keystrokes, <laughs> right? It's actually German for double goer or double walker, mm-hmm. which is interesting, interesting, right? But it may not, I think it may be more of the double goer translation because originally before the whole doppelganger gang <laughs> like I'm, y'all I'm gonna fuck this word up doppelganger got it word came about it meant a two course meal that were served that was served simultaneously so it was it was about food why would you do that so it's about a food faux pas why are we gonna feed what is this two courses at one time i think it was, it was probably a trend a trend or a tradition why or would you so one gets cold thing? what the fuck like I'm upset. I don't know. Maybe you want pizza <laughs> and mashed potatoes. I, I don't know. No, I can't support that. Pizza and fish. <laughs> well, mashed potatoes is not really like... I've a- been watching a lot of YouTube videos, <laughs> reactions to bad <laughs> recipes. Two entrees at the same time? Yeah, it's word? basically doppelgangers. Yeah, like, like ziti and for entrees, like, roast truck, chicken. So right. What they know, so one like of them a, gets cold. It's like a buffet. <laughs> Sometimes you want chicken. <laughs> And beef. Sometimes Meat you low. feel like a nut. Sometimes right? you don't. The surf and turf. Surf and uh, turf. Okay. Okay. There you go. Okay. I got That's you then. The surf and turf. But the actual word used as is, as meaning like uh, your second person, was introduced by a German author named Jean Paul, or as we would pronounce here in America, Jean Paul. <laughs> Jean That's Paul. French, though, isn't it? Like, it is. <laughs> you know, maybe he was like a Frenchman in Germany. I, I, we do not know these things. We do not know these things. It's probably Europe. out there for us to Whatever. know, Europe. but we don't really. It's Europe. They're Europe. all the same. It's, it's right. But it, it didn't come about until like 1796. And he wrote a novel called, oh, fuck, I'm going to do this. It wasn't called, oh, fuck. Oh, oh fuck. It's be... called, oh, fuck, I'm going to do this. <laughs> Right. I want to read that. I'm going to write that one down too. <laughs> oh, Jean Paul. Oh, fuck, I'm going to do this. Oh, fuck, I'm going to do this. Oh, fuck, I'm going to do this. We need a more drink. We need a more drink. We, we all need a more drink. We all empty. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what his novel okay, is I'm called. I'm waiting. I'm ready. It's called. Oh, fuck. Sub- <laughs> it's called. 
<laughs> it's Sabinkas, which I probably just totally fucked up that German pronunciation, and it means seven cheeses. Oh. That's the name of the novel. Seven cheeses. Sabinkas. Sabinkas? No, that's not German. Hold on. I have to look oh, this up. Oh, it has the two dots above the A. It is German. German Mon doesn't frere. use a lot of umlauts. Hold on. Hold on. Seven Cheeses Explained, The Ultimate Cheese Guide. That's what I came up with. That is not correct. Anyway, it's a Go ahead. German romantic novel. Called Seven Cheeses. So called Seven Cheeses, which was the name of one of like the characters. Their name was Seven Cheeses. It's German. <laughs> you know the Germans. We don't understand the Germans, right? And so, anyway. We're sorry, Reiner. <laughs> right? Sorry. We don't understand you. And your two course as entrees at the same time. Seven Cheese Romance. I will be, seven Cheese Romance. I will be waiting for your email. <laughs> But it's the seven cheese romance, basically. And we'll talk a little, uh, when we go more into the doppelganger literary stuff. I'll talk a little bit more about that. But in German folklore, uh, you know, doppelganger is like a wraith or a apparition of a lemon, a lemon, <laughs> a lemon. Wow, of a living person. <laughs> But not a ghost or a plant, right? Or a plant. Or a plant. Well, it could be not a ghost or a plant or an animal. Or, or an animal. Coffee right? table, but this specifically but not a plant. It's specifically not a plant. Um, Not a pod person. Or a ghost. Not or a, a ghost. pod person. It's also the idea of the existence of a spirit double, like an exact duplicate. And there is an, or like there is invisible replicas of, every person or every bird or every beast. So that's kind of like the idea behind doppelganger. Although the idea existed way before the word did. And the so that there's an invisible replica of every living thing. Fascinating. Yes. Okay, so I had to look this up because idea. I had to figure out the connection between German and the thing that you said. And the thing that you said mm -hmm. would be Siebenkäse, which is seven cheese. Okay. Siebenkäse in German. It because we S. have a very close to us German lister who I think will swear me. Right. right? You can swear me because... <laughs> Actually, he won't because he's super cool. Right. He's probably laughing his little ass off right now. <laughs> My gosh. So thank you. Yes. I'll, I will have you look up the words and say them correctly. Well, do you mind if I try and do the novel's full title? Yes, do it. Because it says, look how long it is. See what's in bold? Sure. Is four lines long. Mm-hmm. Germans. Okay, hold on, hold on. Blumen, Frucht und Dornenstücke oder Erstand, Tod und Hochzeit des Armenadvot. I don't know what that is. F. St. Sieben Case im Reich Schmacht Flächen Kuschnappel. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> that it, means like seven cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Oh my God. I'm sorry. You can, you can delete all that. I, just, I loved it. Gorgeous <laughs> sounds. Gorgeous sounds. German language. It is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So sorry. No, that's fine. So, but this whole double idea is ancient. Like you have a double invisible or visible person is an ancient idea. And it's so widespread that you kind of wonder, like, is it true? Because it's in almost every culture mm -hmm. has like a doppelganger tale folklore. 
like the flood and like the like, like the flood that makes yes. you think like oh well oh. there's got to be something to that something that's making people talk about this right in most folklore it's to meet yourself is a sign that you will your death is imminent oh great yeah so like if you you pass is the other person gonna take over well they could a doppelganger is often said to appear in one's sleep or if you fall ill. Some believe that when your bodies are weakened, that your spirits may like depart and wander free in like this realm. It really depends on like the context of the doppelganger encounter that determines exactly what's going to happen. Culturally, like English and German folklore, seeing your own double three times means that your death would soon follow holy cow three times in ancient egypt which you know we're talking about like way back so this is how long that this has been around your spirit or your double is called the ka and uh, it's an aspect of your soul and it depicts the spirit that's identical to the body Hmm. and other parts of europe and africa doppelgangers could be like changeling or they're referred to as changelings where they're thought to be like supernatural children left in place of human infants so yeah. kind of like the fae stories the fae, yeah right norse mythology or folklore uh it's a var var dodger var dodger which is a spirit predecessor it is less ominous than like our what we think about as doppelgangers and it's more like deja vu so in norse folklore it it simply means um, that the you're appearing in a place or that your doppelganger is appearing in the place before you are. And it's leading others to believe that you had already arrived. So you'd never be late for a meeting. So it was like, <laughs> you know, nice. in, in Norse tradition is like your person would get there first, save you a spot, and then you <laughs> would actually get there. So it's kind of kind of a great thing. I kind of like the Norse version there. More English and Irish literature of the 18th and 19th centuries speak of the fetch, which is an ethereal double whose appearance, like the doppelganger, (laughs) sorry, doppelganger, (laughs) uh, signals death. So it's it's usually not good to see your double Mm -hmm. in in most instances, unless your double is holding your seat at the meeting or a meeting (laughs) or, you know, in line or something, right? In literature, you know, we talked about how doppelganger came, the word itself came about from our German author, Jean Paul. <laughs> In that book, uh, his, you know, seven cheese character there exchanged identities <laughs> with his friend, um, lookalike, which uh, he was called Liebgeber, which means body giver, okay. which was the alter ego. So it was a, you know, comedy. It was a rom-com <laughs> with cheese doubles going on. Double cheese. Double cheese. Extra. Uh, doppelganger. The idea of doppelgangers is like really kind of perfect uh, or perfectly used for literary devices because it, it ex- can explore like the human duality. So they use it a lot. Y'all have seen like all the movies where it's like the evil twin mm-hmm. or the person like single white female. Face off. Something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the first time I learned that term was when I was in high school and we did Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. That was, the, Jekyll and Hyde. That was where I learned doppelganger. I was like, oh, it's so fancy. What a big word. Thick. That is like exactly my next sentence there. 
Uh-uh. It's often used to personify dark traits of the character, which oh. Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is mm-hmm. perfect. That's what um, my son's currently uh, reading, mm. which is awesome. So it became very popular symbol in horror literature and in games nowadays. Uh, the double, which was uh, written in 1846 by, sorry, you know, hold on to this, <laughs> Fro, <laughs> Fro, ah. Fro. <laughs> Prodor. What? <laughs> let me get. Let me get through this Kowalski uh, name, sounding name, Dostoevsky. Oh, Fyodor Dostoevsky. Yes, I didn't even say it right. No. Dostoevsky. What the fuck she said? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a uh, the double was a poor clerk. I'm not going to pronounce his name. We're just going to call him Holy Adkins because. <laughs> That's as close as I can make to it. <laughs> anyway, he was driven to madness by poverty and unrequited love. But he, you know, during being driven to this madness, he beholds his own wraith who succeeds in everything which he has failed. Son of a bitch. I know. That would suck. It really, yeah, it really does. And I think that's a lot in literature. It's like when they have the double that usually is evil but gets everything that you ever wanted and then you die it's it's wow that's dark it is pretty dark leaves right? it to the russians to bring out the <laughs> germans true darkness dostoevsky's russian <laughs> oh dizzy okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah there you go yes german russians <laughs> no distinction but it is kind of a i mean slavic language mm-hmm. so similar language okay so, there is a well-known story of a doppelganger that appears in the novel of some more German words <laughs> that basically means the devil's elixir. Ooh. And in the devil's elixir, it depicts a monk who haunts or who is haunted by a chaotic uh, double, in turn acts as a scapegoat and an antagonist. So... You know, the monk trying to do the monk thing, holy, pure stuff. And then it's really kind of like the little devil on your shoulder that's doing all the bad things. Mm. And, or if you do something bad, you, you blame it on your doppelganger, mm. right? Doppelgangers are prevalent in Hans Christian Andersen's fairy tales. There's one called this uh, Sky Gin or the Shadow. In this fairy tale, a man's shadow. Uh, separates from his body and gradually becomes his walking double, hmm. demonstrating the exact opposite physically and uh, physical and moral traits and eventually replacing him entirely. Edgar Allan Poe has a doppelganger in his short story, William Wilson, which seems to exist solely to ruin the narrator's life. And there was rumors and myths that Catherine the Great had a doppelganger. Hmm. Uh, there is one tale that recounts her servants, dis- or her servant, servants, servants, whatever, <laughs> discovering her double sitting on her throne while she was actually asleep. Hmm. And the empress discovered the imposter and then shot them. And as kind of a consequence or of a just casual, like, Maybe you shouldn't have shot your doppelganger <laughs> because she died of a stroke like several weeks later. Oh, weird. I know. Perse- Wasn't it common, though, for like the, yeah. royalty to have someone that looked like them? In Star it's- Wars, it is. Yeah. 
So they'll be the target. It's almost like your bodyguard, your doppelganger. Yeah. It's like a, it's, so, it is a story trope, right? That it you is have a story somebody trope that, that looks stands like in for you so that in. somebody will shoot that person and not you. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> for dignitaries and. Yeah. Right. Make sure that's a good point. Mm hmm. She's like, no, nah, this bitch ain't sitting on my throne. She goes uh, <laughs> uh, off with her head. All right. Percy Shelley, who wrote um, of a double in Prometheus Unbound, uh, was later claimed to have seen his own doppelganger before his death in 1822. Right before his death. Right before his death. So his better half, Mary Shelley, uh -huh. who wrote Frankenstein, later said that... <laughs> Frankenstein. Um, Frankenstein. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm joking. It's, it's from Young Frankenstein. I'm sorry. No, it's from the movie. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Which one? Young Frankenstein? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. That was great. Ah, I'm an asshole. Ah! <laughs> this is Marley's doppelganger that's here this today. Is, no, right. this is just me. <laughs> I'll own it. So, Mary Shelley. She said that Percy had a visions of like strangling her and mentioned an episode. Really? One of his episodes um, or mentioned like he had an episode in which his double approached him and, you know, was talking to him. And she wrote to a friend while all of this was happening right before his death and was talking about how scary this was. And she had talked to him about it, you know, after he had this encounter with his doppelganger. And told her that, you know, he had had many visions lately and he saw a figure of himself which met him as he walked on the terrace and his vision said to him, how long do you mean to be content? Which is like some scary shit. Is this the way people dealt with their psychic breaks in like I Victorian so. times? Right. Is this just how you narrated your own psychic Maybe. break? Because like, oh yeah, my doppelganger my wants person. me to kill you, wife who like got everybody to like her book immediately. Better than mine. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that happened immediately, but anyways, it's yeah. like, it lasted longer. Exactly. Right. Percy who? Uh, so in 1860, though, right after the election of Abraham Lincoln, he saw his reflection doubled in a mirror with one face beside the other, and one of the faces was like ghostly pale. Oh. When he tried to show his wife this doubling, which appeared two more times, she couldn't see it. Uh, Mary Todd uh, was, of course, very worried about this behavior and what he was talking about, but she took this vision as a sign that he would serve two more terms, but then he died before the end of his second. I'm not really sure how that's a vision of I'm going to serve two more. Look, I see two more of myself. You know, yeah. I, I, you, I don't you know what know. you do, what you got to do. You know, whatever. It, whatever gets Hubby you through the day. comes to you and says like, you know, hey, when you do, do you see the second me? And, and when like, you're like, sure. okay, you're ha clearly having a psychotic break. I'm not going to deal with it. But maybe this is a good luck thing and we're two more terms. Everything's fine, honey. Everything's fine. You're going to do great. So in the South, there's home, of course, like Appalachian Tales. And numerous accounts of doppelgangers and mimics and stuff like we talked about. And there was a sighting um, of similar like circumstances of like seeing a doppelganger. And uh, I, although when in this telling of the folklore, your doppelganger meant that you would become very ill, not necessarily that you would die. So there's a story that was printed in the issue of Sunny South in 1884 about a county clerk from Chahaba. Chahaba? Mm. Okay. So we're just going to say, I'm, I'm just pronouncing it. 
how it looks. <laughs> Maybe not how it is, but how it looks. Um, who contracted malaria. So Cahalba is a pre-Civil War town that no longer exists. It's a ghost town now. And it's actually Alabama's most famous ghost town. Hmm. And it's near Orville, Alabama, which is just west of um, Salem. Oh, not Salem. Selma. 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 <laughs> I was like, Salem? Wait, like, what? <laughs> do we have a Salem? Alabama? No, it's but, not impossible. I think, you I think we do have a Salem. We might. Alabama. But uh, do you mean but, Selma? But I mean Selma. Yeah. yeah. On this MLK day. Yes. Mm. As a matter of fact. As a matter of and fact. Bless Selma and all the other oh tornado gosh. places this week. The yeah. Tornadoes. Yes. Absolutely. This county clerk one night woke up shivering and I'm able to sleep and he saw the shadow of a man enter his room and as his visitor approached his bed the clerk saw in the dim light that the face looked down on him was his own when the same incident occurred the next night the clerk called to some friends to corroborate his stories and both men both practical farmers arrived as soon as they could the farmers kept watch as their friend tried to sleep and were startled late in the night as the figure of the clerk himself stopped, stepped into the candlelight. So the man approached the double, which retreated back into the shadows, and they never saw the visitor again, and the clerk succumbed to his illness soon after that final encounter. Hmm. So again, it's a bad omen. Doppelgangers pretty much represent a bad omen. Although, let's look at this through the lens of science a little bit, and this is your PSA to take your med. <laughs> so psychology there is a neurological condition called hutoscopy which is when a person hallucinates their own image mm. at a distance so hutoscopy hutoscopy may occur in a um as a symptom of schizophrenia or mm. epilepsy so definitely dealing with mind here there's a similar condition to this called autoscopy which means oh. self-watcher and it is when people have outer body experiences and Weird. they see not only themselves but themselves in the environment um and the root cause calls for autoscopy is unclear so it's not like a condition of um or a symptom of schizophrenia or epilepsy they don't know why it happens this experience um, can include like non-mirroring real-time images and the experiencer may be able to move around while this is happening. So not necessarily like going into a zen-like state or near-death state and seeing yourself in your own environment. Some people have kind of this outer body experiences while they're still moving around and doing yeah. stuff. It's just, That's weird. I know. It is really That's weird. hard to imagine. It is. Brain is incredible, right? All right. So this condition may be linked more to like the ancient doppelganger encounters that we think about and why it's um, so pervasive. There's also something called the mirrored self misidentification. And this is, sorry, false for loud vehicle, but you probably can't hear. Yeah, I don't know that they could. It was distracting. Anyway. So there is a condition called mirrored self-misidentification, and it's the delusional belief that one's reflection in the mirror is another person. Oh. It's typically a younger or a second version of yourself, a stranger or a relative. Huh. 
And that condition is called by the right hemisphere uh, or right hemisphere cranial dysfunction. Uh, it's usually a result from traumatic brain injury, stroke, or some other neurological illness. While that does explain, like, you know, you seeing the double of yourself and maybe why you die shortly thereafter because there was something wrong, that, like a stroke, mm-hmm. that would cause you to die afterwards. But it does not necessarily explain, you know, a shared experience with other people of seeing your doppelganger. Mm-hmm. So there was an article that I saw earlier um like a few months ago, right when it came out in August of last year that CNN put out. And the name of it is, Have You a Doppelganger? The Probable... Um, oh, sorry. Let me restate that. <laughs> you have a doppelganger and probably share DNA with them, new studies suggest. That's, uh, oh. that's the name of it. So the article talks about these two friends in Atlanta, Charlie Chasen and Michael Malone. and People would often, like, get them too confused and mistake them for one another. They're not cousins. They're not related, but they look almost identical. And I will show you and I'll post some pictures um, of of the two doppelgangers. Um, it's really interesting in this article. So, um, you know, these two people, these two men that live in Atlanta, they have separate ancestors. Their ancestors are from separate parts of the world. Michael's family came from the Bahamas and the Dominican Republic, while Charles, Charlie's family came from Scotland and Lithuania. They looked so similar that facial recognition software had a hard time telling them apart and identified them as identical twins. Weird. So scientists, though, actually think they, they kind of know why or they're going down this path trying to figure out why that they think it's possible for everybody to have it's possible for you to have a doppelganger of yourself that you're not directly related to. And this includes like, you know, your doppelganger would be a similar weight to you, have similar lifestyle factors and similar similar behavioral traits as well, such as smoking and educational levels. Um, so it's not just like your redneck doppelganger or your Harvard mm-hmm. doppelganger, you know, where you, you know why. <laughs> Hmm? environment shapes oh yeah you. that's that's definitely that <laughs> they brought behavior. that up into that's that. behavior people <laughs> right so um the research was done in spain by dr uh, manuel esteler and he was like looking um well he first of all he studied uh identical twins and um then it kind of took him to people who look alike but have no actual family connection going back like a hundred years or more. And there was like an art piece that somebody did where it was like they pulled together a bunch of doppelganger, like a bunch of people who looked the mm-hmm. same. I think. Yeah. And, and I forgot. I didn't write down what the <laughs> art project was. Um, I'll post that in the show notes. But he took this art piece where this um, artist pulled together all of these um, pairs of people that looked together and they found 32 pairs and they did DNA test, DNA test on these yeah. pairs. And they had each person fill out this questionnaire about their lives, you know, what they do, what they came from. And they also put these images through three different facial recognition programs. 
And of that, they got 16 pairs who scored almost similar to identical twins. So like very close where the computer couldn't even like recognize or tell the difference. But what did their DNA say? So. Oh, you're getting there. I'm Sorry. getting there. So <laughs> I'm just like hanging on. <laughs> Tell me about this DNA. So um, <laughs> they found out, you know, that they weren't like related, but they did uh, share genetic variants that were related, such as the shape of the nose, the eye, the mouth, the lips, and even bone structures. And um, this was the main conclusion that genetics, you know, put them together similarly and that there were similar codes. But he said that it really was more just random chance mm-hmm. that you would have uh, somebody that looks identical to you. He's like, in the world right now, there are so many people that eventually the system mm-hmm. is producing humans with similar DNA sequences. The system um, known as biology. Yeah. Yes. The system <laughs> known as biology. <laughs> and this is likely has always been true. But now with the internet, it gets a you lot easier find to yeah. find them. And it talks about like yeah. environment and uh, and behavior can cause changes in the way that a person's gene works as well. And they talk about microbiomes um, of the pairs and what that looks like. But those were all different, too. So it was it's kind of like it was talking about, you know, nature versus nurture kind of um, ideal. And it was talking about, no, they just kind of they look. It's just like the roll of the dice. It's like there's so many out there. It's kind of like there's so many stars out there that there's got to be other like places that supports life mm-hmm. just because of the sure number of it. You know, they've done studies on twins that were raised separately, too, and found like the opposite results, that they don't look the same and they're not shaped. You know what I mean? Right. Like the environment shaped them so differently, too, right. even though they were twins. Mm-hmm. Yes. And all of that is like, like the opposite of two people. Like in the same top environment who are not related, looking similarly. Right. And, and have like maybe the same careers or yeah. do the same uh-huh. things. And have the same body types and everything. <laughs> While like the cutoscopy explains a lot of psychology with doppelgangers, Dr. Manuel Esther's probability of genetics, you know, explains like you probably have somebody that looks like you that you could somebody else could cross their paths and think that it was you but mm. how do you explain the little girl sitting mm. in the room <laughs> i don't know about that all right that's that's a doppelganger story time <laughs> yes. dimension demons awesome. time ooh that's another mm-hmm. something i didn't think about oh mm-hmm. uh, time lord i think mm-hmm. about i thought about it immediately like well it could be her sister just in another time like time she just show. crossed over like the time oh, space the house in between yeah yes okay that was my thought on that one <laughs> nothing nice. nefarious more like okay well they just kind of overlap like the multiverse kind of idea but all right so that'll be part two <laughs> yes <laughs> after talk after talk we'll talk about well thank you so much y'all that for listening thank you, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you. you bye 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 <laughs>